Hi, friend. Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman podcast, where we make health and fitness fun, inspirational, and transformative from the inside out. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and a clinical exercise physiologist. I'm here to help you finally find a fitness plan that works for you and glorifies Jesus. So fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hi, friends. Today we are going to talk about our bodies and we're going to discuss three lies that we need to stop believing about our bodies. I've done a little research and I feel like these are three common lies many women have come up against sometime in their life and if you're currently believing them, today you get to stop and you get to break the chains and you get to start hearing the truth about your body. And I want to invite you that if you are ready to go deeper, or if you've been believing these lies and you've been stuck in your weight loss efforts, that I am starting a challenge. It's going to be a two-week challenge to help jumpstart your weight loss. And we're going to do that February 15th through March First, It's going to be 14 days and this is going to help you start to lose those first five pounds and give you the momentum to continue on changing your body and stepping into any weight loss goals that you may have. You'll have full access to me. We will be doing group coaching calls so you can ask your specific questions. If you're ready to get your weight loss off the ground and going, check it out at kelsey-bryant.com slash weight loss. So let's dive in. Our bodies are our outward appearance, right? They're the first things people see. They communicate many things. They tell people our skin color, our heritage. People may see our eye color or our hair color if we haven't changed it. Our bodies let people know if we're tall or short, fat or thin. But our body doesn't always reflect what's going on on the inside, right? And I was wondering if my mom used to tell me this, and if your mom ever told you growing up that it's on the inside that counts. And I think there's so many phrases like that that are pulled from the Bible. And I really think that one, it doesn't matter what's on the outside, it's on the inside that counts. I think that that one really comes from 1 Samuel 16, 7. Because the latter part of that verse mentions that the Lord does not look on outward appearance like people do, but instead looks at the heart. And I just think that it's so funny to have been imparted some of that knowledge at a a young age, even if it's a little bit different and not directly scriptural based, but that it's on the inside that counts, right? So we want to make sure that we're having a good heart, a fresh heart, and looking at things correctly and identifying them truthfully. And that's what this episode is all about, how to identify any lies that we may be believing about our body and how to replace them with truth, with biblical scripture. So really, if the Lord looks on, does not look on our outward appearance, Whether or not you approve or disapprove of your appearance, God has made you uniquely you. No one looks exactly like you, even if you're a twin, even if you're an identical twin, right? There are subtle differences in your makeup that makes you uniquely you. 
So with that being said, there are many lies that we have been told as women that kind of give us a warped sense of body image. And I really want to point out three of them that we need to stop believing. And the way I try to think about this because and think of like the first time I ever struggled with body image or the first time I ever felt pretty or the first time I ever felt ugly. And really, I don't know exactly when and sometimes there might have been a traumatic moment for some of you out there that you remember exactly when that happened. And I'm so sorry that that has stuck in your mind or in your childhood. But for me, I can't remember an exact time. But I feel like our body, the way that we think about our body can shift at any age. And the lies that we believe can be cemented in either by the way we were talked to or by the way we were treated in accordance with our appearance. And it's really sad because if we learn these things at young ages, we just believe them as truth because we really don't know any better. And that's what I want to jump into. Some of these are more common in adulthood, while some of them may have came from deep-rooted childhood traumas or behaviors. So if we've developed this way of thinking from when we were younger, and it could be cemented in, it really could happen at any age. So like if you were young and maybe you developed early and boys started to notice you and your body at a young age, maybe you were over-sexualized. And then that's kind of the way that you viewed your body. Or maybe if you never developed and you had more of like an athletic figure and boys didn't pay much attention to you, you might have felt unattractive. And that might have been a way that you viewed your body. Or if you were a little hefty and children made fun of you and you could have easily accepted their opinions as facts and began to think less of yourself. And these are a few common ones that I didn't experience all three of those, right? Because those are three different body types. But I know I can remember back and think about these things like riding the bus and the comments I would hear about other girls with those body types. So they're definitely, if I heard them being one of those body types or not being one of those body types, then the people that they were directed at definitely heard them too. And if you can think back of your own self and back to your childhood, whether you rode the bus, whether you went to private school, public school, homeschooled, and you would have came into contact or into a situation with someone that was judging you by your outward appearance. Most likely we all have a story like this. Just being women, it might have even been not in childhood, but later in your adult life where we've been judged or mistreated because of our outward appearance. And if you're nodding along or shaking your head or remembering back to the way that you are, I just want to identify a few common lies that many women have experienced in their lifetime. And with these three common lies, I just want to break partnership with them and bring you God's truth. 
because these lies have kept you from being fully you, because they've stifled your spirit and they've kept you from being all that God has called you to be. And these lies that keep you from expressing your full self of who God intends for you to be because they've just kept you limited, whether they've stifled you in being bold or or speaking out because of your outward appearance, or if you've ever felt less of yourself standing next to someone else that looks different than you, you're not, we're limiting who we are and we're not walking in who God is calling us to be. And we want to do that because that is where life is lived. We want to walk in all who God is calling us to be because it's so free. And if we're believing lies, we're stifling ourselves and we're not able to walk in who God is calling us to be. And when we believe these lies, we're not partnering with Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And God is love and God is truth. So who is the opposite of truth? Well, Satan, right? He is the king of lies. And when we choose to believe lies about ourselves, either consciously or subconsciously, we're given Satan power in our lives. And that's just something that we do not want to do. So let's bring this in. So when we realize what our body is, it's flesh and it's dying. So we should not give it that much power over us. It definitely should not be able to stifle our spirit because that is dying and our spirit is eternal. So we want to make sure we keep the body in its place. And this is why I stress alignment so much. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 28, do not be afraid of those who, who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit living inside us, and, and we do need to care for them. But I, I think Matthew 10, 28 shows us that our body has a place, right? It's not eternal, and it could be destroyed by many things. So it's very fleeting. So we want to care for it, but we don't want to put more emphasis on it than what is needed. This is really why I stress alignment, because this isn't really a balancing act. Like, okay, today I will give to my body, and tomorrow I'll give to my soul, and then the next day I'll give to my spirit. It's not like a give and take. It's not a balancing act. It's alignment, and the spirit has to take priority first, and the spirit can take control over the soul and the body if we allow it to. So let's jump into lies that we either tell ourselves or maybe that have been spoken over us, and start to identify them so we can replace them with truth. So one of the lies that I hear a lot of my clients talk about, or just women in general, is the lie that I'll never get my pre-baby body back. Or if you don't have children, like I'll never get my high school body back. Well, part of that is truth, but this is how Satan does it. He takes partial truth and then wraps it up and makes it look like it's full truth. So the partial truth is that, yes, we can't go back, right? That's just fact. That's part of aging, right? Is that 
while our body is getting older every day, no one has found out how to reverse time. So there is truth in that. We can't get our high school body or our pre-baby body back. But if you're referring to it due to the weight gain, you can get back to that pre-baby body in a sense of equal on a scale. Um, Of course, we our hips might be a little bit wider or other things may have shifted. But when it comes to having a strong body and having our pre-baby body or high school body in regards to weight, absolutely we can achieve those things. And if you continue to tell yourself this lie, you will never make it there. Even if it's 50 pounds, 100 pounds or more away, you can get back to that weight if that's your focus. So while it's somewhat true, because we can't reverse the effects of time, so we can't go back, we won't ever be able to go back, we still can have an amazing body and amazing strength and the number that we want to see on the scale here post high school and post baby. And I want you to look at the scripture of Haggai 2.9 because this references the temple, which we know we are a temple, and it gives us hope and a future to see that the future and the present and the future can be better than the past. And I don't want you to be limited and think that those were the glory days or those were your best body because you can have your best body now. You can have your best body in a year from now because that's all we can control, right? We can't control the past. All we can do is is participate and work in the future. So having the limited belief and staying stuck in the past is not serving you and it is actually sabotaging any of your weight loss goals and any of your efforts. So Haggai 2.9, let's kind of jump into this. And what it says is the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. So what this is referring to in the sense of the Bible, I'm going to break this down, is that the destruction of of Solomon's temple. So Solomon's temple, if you don't know, was a beautiful, vast temple, right? King David had planned it, and then his son Solomon was the one to actually build it and bring it to fruition. And King David was a very wealthy king, and then he bestowed all of this to his son Solomon. So when they talk about Solomon's temple, it was very vast. It had the finest of everything, the timbers that came from, I believe it's like Lebanon, like all the cedar timbers, the finest of the finest. Things were were covered in gold and everything was high quality. It was really a tribute and an honor to the Lord and that's how they built it, with the best of everything. With that being said, when, when we look back at our bodies, we may have that same outlook, right? Is that it was the glory days or 
that was when I was thinner. That was when I was younger. I might have had, I might think that I had a higher quality of life. I might have had less aches and pains, or you were able to do more, or you're limited with your body now. Maybe you've gained a little bit of weight, and you look back at your body very highly, and you think of it as this vast temple, right? So although, let's continue on with digging in the scripture. Although the house was destroyed, look what God promised. And he said, the glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. And this is true of our bodies too. Because we are the temple, right? We're the temple for the Holy Spirit. We cover this in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, and 20. And that was in episode 4. So if you're, if you're not sure or if you want a more deep dive into how we are temples of the Holy Spirit, check out episode 4. Listen to that promise. So our present temple will bring glory to the Lord, more so than our former temple, which is amazing because he is always growing us and maturing us. And whenever you've accepted the Lord, every day then sent is what we call like sanctification, right? We're working on being more Christ-like. We're working on understanding what the Bible says and being, I don't want to say like a better Christian, but being more like Christ, right? So that process of sanctification is drawing us closer to God and in a deeper relationship with Jesus. So that sanctification is already making your temple more beautiful because, right, the Lord looks at the heart. So we're already working on the inside work. That's that sanctification process. So you're already becoming a more beautiful temple. We kind of just want the outside to catch up too. And a lot of times we do it. And I don't want to say that it's in vain because it is important, but we are working on the inside as well as the outside. And that's that alignment process. So have hope and be restored that knowing that the Lord is promising, right? He promises that it will have peace, which I never had peace in my high school body, right? There was so much judgment, so much striving, so much trying, so much different. And now in this current body and in this present body, I can have peace, whether or not I'm at my high school weight or my pre-baby body. But I am working on strengthening and being the healthiest in this present temple. And that is bringing the peace. So let me re- read Haggai 2.9 so you can look it up if you don't have your Bible with you and then so that you can just let this sink in so we can stop believing the lie. So here's the lie. I'll never get my pre-baby body back or if you don't have children, I'll never get my high school body back. And this is what Haggai 2.9 says. The glory of this present house, meaning the temple, will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord. So I want to just bring this, wrap this up in a quick few sentences. So although we can't go back, because that is truth, right? We can't go back. Nobody has figured out that yet. What we can do is make this this current body, this present temple, better than the former. 
But we have to have the right thinking because if we're believing those lies, if we're believing that lie, we are sabotaging our efforts because we can never get there. Whether it was consciously or subconsciously believing that lie, if that's one that you know that you've said or thought in your mind, you need to kick that out because the Lord promises peace with this beautiful present temple. So I don't want to get caught up in that limited thinking. And another way to look at this too, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 kind of reminds us not to get stuck in the past. So Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing new things. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So don't limit your former self by staying stuck in the past. You can create a better body suited for you now. And the Lord will grant peace in this place. And if you're following the Lord's guide for total health, and that's the spirit leading and the soul and the body succumbing, there will be peace. Now, lie number two that I've heard many people say or or speak over themselves is that I'm stuck with this body, or I've also heard, heard ladies just say, I'm fat and that's just the way it is. And for this, that is just a way of keeping yourself guarded and keeping yourself stuck and not allowing yourself to take that step forward into giving yourself the body that you want. So if we look at Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it says this, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So when we look at Ephesians, it's really unlike any other letter that Paul wrote. Because it was really written to expand the knowledge and the thoughts of the readers. And really what it was supposed to do is give those reading this letter a better understanding of the dimensions of God's eternal purpose and his grace that really comes with God's higher goal, the higher goal he has for the church, which we are all members of. So this section in Ephesians 4 is talking about the speech, right? And the way we talk to each other. And the previous verse to this talks about how such talk, meaning like anger and clamor and slander, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So think about grief. And that's what we're doing to the Holy Spirit when we talk this way. And it's really important how we talk to ourselves. A lot of times we put this off or we bring a lot of negative self-talk to ourselves. But if this is instruction for us to talk to other people, it's definitely instruction for us to talk to ourselves in the same way. So think about your talk. Is it building you up or is it tearing you down? I like to run it through this kind of filter. If I wouldn't say it to my 10-year-old daughter, then why would I say it to myself? So sit with that. If this is not something you would tell a teen or a tween when you stand in front of the mirror and if you degrade yourself, if you would not talk to a young girl that way because you know it tears them down or it's going to make them think poorly of themselves, then don't talk to yourself that way. You're keeping yourself stuck 
because you're not supporting your own goals and your efforts. And especially if it's weight loss, because you're consciously or maybe even subconsciously sabotaging yourself. You're not going to be able to reach your goals if you're not talking to yourself correctly. And if you're saying the lie that I'm stuck with this body or that I'm fat and that's just the way it is, that's not true. And if you continue to believe that lie, it is going to become your truth. It is going to be, you're going to be stuck in that place. So let's realize that all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander need to be put away along with malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, and forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Many times self-talk can sabotage us before we even start. It like holds us back from taking that step. And that's exactly where Satan wants us. If we're not acting and if we're not acting in accordance to God's will, then we definitely are partnering with Satan. It can be as black and white as that when it comes to certain things. Either we're believing God and we're following in his way or we're not. And if it's not of God, then I don't want any part of it. I hope you guys are tracking with me. So a lot of times when we think about this or we give ourselves a lot of this negative self-talk, what we are doing as well is really just standing there and affirming the third lie, which is my body reflects me and my worth, which is certainly not true. We know that, right? Man, I spent years in this third lie, the lie that my body reflects my worth. I can remember that, I don't know, even when it was 16 and in the the teen years that I would think that for boys to notice me, I'd have to be over-sexualized or wear the tight clothes or the skimpy outfits. And then in college, it was similar things. Or I would spend hours, at least one hour a day at the gym, if not more trying to burn off the calories that I ate, thinking that my body reflected my worth. And it's just so sad and so many hours wasted that I could have been studying or I could have been, you know, building those relationships with friends, working on the things that matter. And I was just killing myself thinking that that was the answer. And that's, it's not, it was just a lie I was believing. And I had to find Christ and find my identity in him until I broke those chains and was set free. Because my body and your body, ladies, our body is not a true reflection of of me and, and it's not a true reflection of my worth. And I want you to say the same thing. I want you to know that your body is not a reflection of your worth. And let's jump into the scripture that's going to prove us true and give us the truth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And this was one of those foundational scriptures that reminds me all the time that I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to continue past habits, past behaviors. 
I can stop that with the power of Jesus in my life working through me to create and continue to sanctify me into who I'm called to be, into who God made me to be, into who I want to be, because I am a new creation in Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and giving me that gift. The old has passed away and the new has come. And that is true with my thinking. That is true with any image I had of myself. And that is true that I no longer have to keep myself hidden or in that guilt and shame or in thinking that my weight and my body reflect my worth because Christ has come and told me different. The old has passed away and the new has come because therefore if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Oftentimes we wonder though, like what is new? What does new entail? I'm a new creation. Well, in what areas? So Romans 8, 1, because I like to do this, right? I love it when scripture proves scripture or when it's referred to and then sealed in another scripture. So Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if we think of condemnation, that's really like strong disapproval or the action of condemning someone is like punishment. And that might be what you were doing with your negative talk, right? Condemning yourself or would you punish yourself with strict diets or withholding food or do you punish yourself by eating more to soothe yourself and all this really wraps up into this warped self-image but you no longer have to do that right that's what the bible's saying is that you the old has died and the new has come and there no longer is any condemnation for those who in christ jesus so you no longer have to continue living that way and thinking that way if you have accepted the lord into your life and he has come into your heart and lived now we just have to learn how to shift from those worldly things and from those soul feelings into a life lived through the Spirit and letting the Spirit lead. If you don't know what the new identity is in Christ or what, if you haven't felt it, one, pull out your Bible and search for yourself. Search what the Bible says about those who are in Christ, those who are covered by the blood of Jesus, those who are Christians. What does the Bible say about them? And then that is your truth, right? Because we know the Bible is truth. It's God-breathed. It is alive and living. If you haven't noticed that, because we can take these scriptures and apply them to today, that is what it means by that the Bible is alive. So if you're a new creation... Let's talk about what that is, because oftentimes if we're still stuck in that negative self-talk, we need to find what we should be replacing it with. So you're no longer going to talk to yourself poorly. Remember, if you wouldn't say this to a 10-year-old girl, why are you saying it to yourself? So let's talk about what the Bible does say about us. It says that we're chosen, and that's Deuteronomy 14.2. For you are the people holy to the Lord, your God. Out of all the people on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. So yes, we ask 
God into our heart. But the choice was already made for us a long time ago. God knows our past, present, and future, right? He knew when you would accept him. But that is a gift given from him, right? He brought you to that point of knowing that you needed him. And that is a gift from the Lord. So he chose you. You are chosen, Out of all, just like the scripture says, out of all the people on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. Let that be your identity. Let that wrap in you. Let that give you the confidence and the boldness to go forth, right? And then also, he's sealed you. 2 Corinthians 1, 21. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our heart as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So we are chosen, we're sealed, and we're also his children. This is what Ephesians 5 1 says, imitate God, therefore in everything you do, that includes the way we eat, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we exercise, move our body, imitate God, therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. Ephesians 5 1. And if we're to imitate God, as Ephesians says, then there's no place for lies in our life. So it's time to break the chains that are holding you back from the body that you want, the life that you want, the energy that you want. It's time to break the chains with that and embrace the truth about who God says you are. So let's do that through prayer because that's our direct re- uh, our direct relationship, our direct pathway with God. And let's break the chains and let's bring in the truth that we are now going to declare over our lives. Lady, this is so important. Don't miss this because it's time that that we take in prayer repenting for believing these lies, right? And when we repent, we turn from them. That's what repentance means, that we turn from them. So although we've believed these lies, we no longer are going to believe them. And we're going to declare that in prayer in front of the Lord. And then what we're going to do is declare the truth over our lives, okay? So let me lead you. You can pray right along with this. You can add in what you need. If some of this has brought up truth in your own life, you can make the prayer your own, but this will just be a guidance for you. So dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you and I just want to say, I'm sorry for believing the lies about my body that were not from you. I'm sorry that I believed the lie that I'll never get my pre-baby body back or I'll never get my high school body back. That's not true. And what your word says is that the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, Lord. And I declare that. I know that you want good things for my future and that you are already there. And I declare that I will have the peace that you want to bring me in the future house, in the present house, Lord. And I can make this present house the best that it ever has been. And I know I can do that through your strength, Lord. I thank you that you are already there and that I we break the chain right now of believing that I cannot go back. I don't want to go back, Lord. I don't want 
those things. I just want this body, this present temple to bring you glory. I repent for believing that I'm stuck with this body or that if I've ever spoken words over myself about my size and my weight and that this is just the way it is, I no longer will partner with that with those lies or with that anger and that slander. I will no longer speak that over me, Lord. Instead, I will speak the truth. I will stand in front of the mirror and think to myself what you say about me, Lord. I no longer want to link my weight with my worth. I no longer want to believe that my outward appearance reflects my inward work. I no longer want to have my my value be on outward appearances, Lord. I know what you say, and I no longer partner with those lies. I know that you say that I am chosen. Your word declares it in Deuteronomy 14.2. For I am holy people to the Lord. Out of all the people on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen me to be his treasured possession. You have sealed me, Lord, and I am your child. I will imitate everything you do, just as Ephesians 5.1 says, because I am a dear child of yours. Show me the way, Lord. Continue to break off the chains. Continue to bring to mind when I start to slip back into those lies and show me your way. I no longer want to believe it that way, Lord. I want you to lead. I'm going to believe your truth that you've spoken about me and that are said over me. It's in your son's precious name that I pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies. This has been such an amazing episode. I hope that you are feeling lighter. I hope that you were able to identify some of these lies in your life. Ladies, if your body is something of concern for you, if you are working toward weight loss goals, I want to invite you to join the weight loss challenge. It's going to be February 15th through March 1st, and you can find more information on my website, kelsey-bryant.com slash weight loss. That's kelseybryant.com slash weight loss. I hope you'll join us. It's going to be a jumpstart to your weight loss journey.